What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 This is the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we discuss the ins and outs and everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. From the independent scene to NXT, all the way to the main events of the WWE. Our thoughts, our perspectives, and our predictions on the biggest topics and breaking news in all of pro wrestling. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Shut the hell up! This is the not another wrestling podcast here are your hosts sean mcchesney and cj palmasano all right let's get to it episode number 14 14 that's the same day as my birthday we're on 14 right yeah we're on 14 awesome of the not Another wrestling podcast, Sean McChesney. CJ Palmasano. We're your hosts. Got a lot to talk about today, CJ, in the wrestling world. It's a huge weekend for wrestling. Two big pay-per-views this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Final battle on Friday night in New York City. We'll be there. Um, Yes, Sean is now going with me. Yes, and TLC on Sunday. We will not be there. No. Uh, That's okay. I don't even know where it is, to be honest. There's an Evolve show in Queens. There's an Evolve show in Queens. We will not be there. No, but Roderick Strong and Cassie Sona will be there. Roderick Strong and Cassie Sona will be there. It'll be awesome. Um, so yeah, going on this weekend. So we got a lot to talk about. We'll review Raw and SmackDown this week. Another low rating for Monday Night Raw. Another record low. We'll discuss that. But a big step up from the past two Yes, weeks. a big step up. And I think that is going to increase um, viewership uh, going into next week. The show following TLC. The Like you said, I thought it was a good stepping stone to the last two weeks of Raw. It's obviously Vince didn't write this past week's Raw. Made me feel a hell of a lot better in the past couple weeks. Uh, actually kind of made me kind of excited for TLC. A little bit, definitely. So we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about uh, SmackDown this week, the go-home show of SmackDown. Um, Daniel Bryan, Mustafa Ali, not a bad match at all. Asuka looks strong heading into the, the mm-hmm. women's TLC match, which is great. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss Ring of Honor and New Japan. Like I mentioned, final battle this Friday night in New York City. A lot of great matches to look forward to. Ladder Wars match. Jay Lethal, Cody Rhodes for the Ring of Honor Championship, the main event. Christopher Daniels and Marty Skrull. For the number one contendership, all that and more. Wrestle Kingdom just a few weeks down the line as the well. the whole card has been announced. There's, so we'll discuss that. I think the only thing that's been waiting is the... Uh, I'm not too sure. I think the Never Openweight six-man tag titles are vacant, and they're waiting to... For opponents, because right now Hangman and Marty Skrull don't have a match right. on, on uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, so we'll discuss that all and more. But CJ, let's start with Monday Night Raw this week, and you know we'll stick with the WWE first. We'll do the predictions for TLC, then we'll head in uh, to Ring of Honor stuff. in New Japan. Exactly. We'll save all that for the end, because in my opinion, I think Final Battle will be the better show. But I don't think. Hell yes. I think a baby could have told you that. But anyway. <laughs> But, like you said, though, I am a little bit excited for TLC, and that's really because of what Raw did this week. But again, another uh, record low with the ratings, but I think, as you mentioned before, they took a big step up of getting out of that gap that they put themselves in a few weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. The Rollins coming out and calling out Corbin. 
um, saying, you know, Raw has sucked and has sucked for the past few weeks because of you. But it's kind of funny because Raw hasn't sucked because of Baron Corbin. Raw has sucked because of Vince McMahon. Like, right. The reports have come out that for the past few weeks, Vince has rewrote the scripts for Raw up and down himself. And it's uh, he's using Corbin as kind of like a surrogate or a scapegoat well, what for I find, that. I find funny about it is they're addressing the, the situation. Like, you never thought that, you know, that they would go out and say, addressing the fact that Raw has been so bad over the last couple of weeks, which mm -hmm. I kind of find funny. Yes, they're using Corbin as a scapegoat. Seth Rollins would never go out to the ring randomly and say, this is all Vince McMahon's fault. But the idea that they're bringing up how bad Raw has been the past couple of weeks, number one, they're aware. Number two, they're listening to their fans. And number three, it really builds up the rest of the show. It does, and it helps make uh, Seth Rollins kind of like the guy on Raw. Helps build him up, and uh, R Rollins really was kind of like the voice of the voiceless right now. Oh, well, at, at the moment at that uh, that segment, it was a little strange that he was mentioning, you know, how they're you know hurting guys like the Revival when they're kind of supposed to be heels, unless they're going to turn them babyface. I don't know, uh, and that's another thing that really, and that's very true. People are. Upset because the revival have not gotten a proper run on the on the raw roster, the mm -hmm. main roster that people thought they would, and the whole lucha house party rules. Who cares? The idea that and good for them. And I'm going to mention this. You know, first of all, congratulations to Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, who are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. How did yeah. they get it before the revival did? Mm -hmm. That's my question. And again, not saying that they can't do something with it. I still think Bobby Roode is going to turn heel down the line. I can totally even see it, it happening. It just still seems strange that, like, yeah, it's cool that Roode and Gable won the tag titles and and everything, but no one really cared. Exactly. And another thing is that the AOP, I, I don't. I don't know. They had Drake Maverick in there, a three-on-two handicap match for the Raw Tag Titles. I guess that's why. So the AOP, none of the AOP, uh, either one of the AOP uh, gets pinned. But still, it's a tag team title match. Right. The the belts are defended in two-on-two. Two. Even the e New Day never did that. Yeah, I don't the, believe. The New Day have not done that. It would, it would always be two with the one sitting on, on the sidelines. And, you know, when you look at it, yeah, it's a cool thing that they did. It. I wouldn't be surprised if AOP won the belts back in the next week or two, leading to the Bobby Roode heel turn. I still think it's going to happen before WrestleMania. It might even happen before the Royal Rumble. Think they could set up a match between Roode and Gable at Mania? Yeah, maybe. But my, my understanding or, or my problem with it is how has the Revival not had a run first? It's, I think, because I think they're injury prone. Because Dawson got hurt. Uh, well, actually, uh, yeah, da Dash Wilder got hurt with a broken jaw. And then Scott Dawson got hurt with like a <laughs> torn pack or something. Yeah. So. They, th they might think that they're, they're just injury prone. Uh, who knows? Yeah, but when they're healthy, they're one of the best tag teams on the roster. Yeah. And, and you know, we have mentioned this the last couple of weeks, CJ. When you compare SmackDown's tag team division to Raw's tag team division, it's not even close. Mm -mm. But Raw has, you know, it, it, put it this way. You put the Revival on SmackDown tomorrow, it, the debate is over. The reason that you have a slight debate is because the Revival is still on Raw. And if you would push them to the moon, like we have been saying they should for the last couple of months, I get it, they're injury prone, but you can do something with these guys. You put the tag Doesn't mean they're injury them. prone. It's just probably what's what Vince McMahon thinks. Oh, no, definitely. But it's like the, the idea of you saw what they could do in NXT. You saw what they did with DIY. You saw what they did with AOP in NXT. I said a week, I said last week that they were arguably, next to the Young Bucks, the best tag team in the world at one point. Mm hmm. Now they don't feel that way at all. No, because they're not booked properly. That's the thing. And, and you're right. Vince might think that they are injury prone. If you give them one shot to go to the moon, they're gonna they're gonna take it right out of the park. Give them a proper babyface tag team to go against. Another another tag team they were great against. Chad Gable and Jason Jordan, American yeah. Alpha. Those matches 
are pretty underrated as far as American Alpha and the Revival matches go. Yeah. Because give them a proper babyface tag team. Give You give them, because they had them go against the New Day and they beat the New Day. You know, give them the Usos. Like, you get the right team against those guys and you can get, and they can get a ton of heat. No, absolutely. Like, those matches with DIY... By far their best in NXT. Uh, Brooklyn, Toronto, they, they were by far awesome. Even the stuff that they would do at AOP, the tri- I believe the triple the threat triple, match. The triple threat match was great, too. The triple threat match in Orlando was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it goes to show, too, just what they can do when they're pushed and they're booked properly. And on Raw, I don't see it. You put them on SmackDown tomorrow, they would have a tag team championship match within their first three months there. I have no doubt about that. Then you'd have an, then you'd have an equal level of at least... You know, proper tag teams because you got New Day and, and the Usos who are baby faces. You got the Bar who are heels. You got the Revival who are heels. Uh, Sanity's there, but no one cares. Yeah. Are, are they heels? Are they faces? Who knows at this point? I think they're just there to be there. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately, because they had a good run in NXT too. They did. So that's a thing too. Um, and, you know, maybe with the XFL coming in a couple of years, maybe it'll be time to bring Triple H up, but. Who knows? Hopefully that is the case. Who knows exactly? But sticking with Raw. Um, Again, not a bad show. I thought the TLC match at the end was pretty good. What are they doing with Heath Slater? Heath Slater is becoming the most compelling character on the show. He's becoming Baron Corbin's lackey. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. You know, at first, like I I wasn't sure what they were doing, but he's essentially fighting for his job, and Corbin's saying, "If you don't do what I say, you're you're gonna you're gonna be fired." And he's be he was a referee for a few times on Raw, you know. Apparently and, and a heel referee too, and I I don't I, think he was really being well, that's a heel what I'm saying. referee. I'm not saying a heel referee. They're labeling him as a heel referee, but really he's just doing everything Baron Corbin tells him to do. That's just a babyface who has, ha- no, other has no other choice. I wouldn't say right. he's a heel. Right. He, he tried to help Corbin win the uh, the Intercontinental Championship. Seth prevailed in the end, but it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be very interesting next few weeks. What's yeah. going on with Heath Slater? Especially if Baron Corbin does become the permanent GM on Sunday, mm-hmm. which will lead to our predictions later. Out of all, and out of all the matches to get a stipulation like ladder match or tables match excuse me Bobby Lashley and Elias a guitar hanging above the ring forget it you couldn't you could have given that the IC title you could have given that the WWE championship you could have given that the freaking raw women's championship you know you could have given any of those a ladder match Don't put stipulation. a chair in Nia Jax hands come you, on you put you gave it to Bobby Lashley and Elias. And you know exactly who's going over anyway. Probably Lashley. Exactly. Most likely. So, a, a, and we talked about this last week, too, with the sudden, you know, you're going to have Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor. You're going to have Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Okay, matches. Those are matches I would expect on Raw. And I know who's going over in both of them. That's the problem here. I feel like there's so many matches going on this Sunday that I just, I can't keep track. It's like... You ever play like the WWE video games? Like I, I can remember like WWE um, SmackDown versus Raw 2008. 2008. It was always my favorite game because they had the GM mode, same, and they had the um, you know the character mode. And like let's say you were Batista or John Cena, you would start out as the champion, and your match would main event a pay per view. But everything before that was a match that you would have on Raw or SmackDown. That is exactly what this pay per view looks like on Sunday. <laughs> it's just. It's just simulated GM mode. Yes, is, exactly. Is it is, it it's is simu- GM mode. It's simulated GM, GM mode where you're just like, uh, I'm, I'm getting tired of booking all this stuff. I'll just simulate it, see what happens. Simulate it to backlash. Like, not. <laughs> it's 
it's pretty funny. Yeah, Simulate. that's what it, that's what it feels like. It's like ah, uh, six more shows before Mania. Now nah, we're not pulling that crap. We're but, gonna but write I, the rest of Mania. But I feel like. This is kind of how they kind of the the creative team, the writing team, like they kind of check themselves out around this time of the year. I think so, but well, this they, is the worst I've seen it in a while. Yeah, of course. At least with the and again, I'm not saying the matches can't be good. McIntyre, Balor, I expect to be pretty good, uh-huh. but you have no stipulation. I, okay, build up, sure, but again, you know, there's no stipulation. It's a match you can easily see on Raw. Lastly, and Elias, I, I don't even know what's going on there. Again, guitar and a pole match. There's again. only a handful of matches I'm looking forward to on Sunday. You know. The women's triple and a lot of them are on the SmackDown side. Well, honestly, there's I'm only I'm really only looking forward to Styles and Brian, Oscar Lynch and Charlotte, um, and then you on the Raw side you have Ambrose and Rollins, um, and then on the Raw side, uh, I, I think that's pretty much it from the Raw side. Yeah, uh, I can't think of anything. I rest else. my case. <laughs> I mean Strowman and Corbin. I mean I don't think Strowman's going to be able to. Well, that'll yeah. that'll lead to our predictions later, and whether yeah. he's there or not, I don't think he's gonna win. I think they're gonna play up this injury so bad, and it's a he TLC goes, match. He wasn't on Raw this week. Put it this way: if this match ends up being the main event, and there's a good chance that's gonna happen, probably. Lashley's already done, McIntyre's already done, and it's a TLC match. I don't expect Braun Strowman to win this match. And now, do I expect him to still challenge Lesnar at the Rumble? Yes, I do. You got six weeks to figure that out. But I think they're playing into Baron officially becoming the full-time GM. And if that match main events the pay-per-view, again, a very good chance that is. Because why wouldn't you give the WWE title the main event or the women's uh triple threat at the main event because that makes sense. And WWE, we don't like to make sense. No, this is wrestling. This is wrestling. So Corbin and Strowman are likely to main event whether Strowman shows up and if Strowman doesn't show up we'll know obviously before the pay-per-view starts uh-huh. uh, I think he's going to show up I just think they're going to play out this injury so bad that that Baron Corbin's going to go over That's a, and I'm spoiling a prediction now but I think Corbin's winning on Sunday alright I mean we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes to that and as far as like if Strowman's even going to be in the match or the rumors of Bray Wyatt replacing him that's we're just going to have to wait and see right um, Smackdown this week not bad I loved the more the more the new Daniel Bryan. Love it. Mustafa Ali makes his SmackDown Live debut. I just wish they gave that more promotion. I wish they just gave that more time on TV. Yes, there are a lot of ad breaks. Um, it was a, it was a pretty good match. Uh, before the match comes out and they're talking, Bryan and Ali are talking. Bryan asks Ali, "What kind of car do you drive?" And he says, "An SUV," uh, because he has a wife and child. And Brian smacks him in the face <laughs> because he's hurting the environment. <laughs> and it's absolutely great. I was, wasn't was sure what to think about this Daniel Bryan heel turn, but he is doing so well. I love it. I, I wasn't sure, and I said this last week, I wasn't sure when he was starting to bring up the environment stuff and the people are hurting the environment. At first, I was very uneasy. I was very unsure. But I agree with you. I'm liking what is happening with this. I hope it goes farther. You know, in, there are obviously already rumors about what's going on when it comes to uh, WrestleMania. I heard a big rumor yesterday that it is going to be Shawn Michaels and Daniel Bryan. The rumor is that... That is penciled in. They are unsure if it's for the WWE Championship. Daniel Bryan. Yes, that is a rumor. Uh, They did not say if the WWE Championship will be involved. Do you know who reported that? Uh, I think it was PW Insider that might have. I can check for you later. But I did. I did read that yesterday. That as of right now, it is penciled in. Obviously, right now is four months away. That can easily change. Pencil can always be erased. Exactly. Now, if it was penned in. (laughs) <laughs> that has to be scratched out and it's messy. Okay, I'm just going to keep talking. White out. Anyway, exa- white out. Exactly. Um, 
So obviously there are a lot of big rumors leading into WrestleMania. So I'm hoping that they have something big planned for Daniel Bryan. I'm hoping that he still has the championship leading into the pay-per-view. Uh, but yeah, we just got to wait and see. But going into TLC, I like the build-up with him and AJ. I think it'll be a good match. I wish they gave them a stipulation. I wish they at least gave him a ladder match or something. Yeah. No, obviously these two don't need a stipulation. They're one, they're two of the best technical wrestlers on the planet. No. Um, but You're right, yeah. But at the end of the day, I, I do wish, you know, with the namesake, and obviously giving every, and you said this before, giving every match a stipulation, you're going to water it down. I get that. But yeah. it's the WWE Championship. I mean, there are three stipulations, actually, no, four stipulation matches, and only, and none of them have champion, well, actually, no, I'm sorry, five stipulation matches. The women's TLC... Corbett and, and Braun's TLC match, right. Ruby Riot and Natalia's table match, Elias and Bobby Lashley's ladder match, and Rey Mysterio and Randy Orton's chair match. Okay. Five stipulations. And four of them are non-title. Mm-hmm. Wow. Again, not bad matches, but again, you know, when we said this earlier, I would have it had, feels like a lot of matches. I just would have at least gave the IC title... Uh, or the WWE title a ladder, a, a ladder match, match at, I agree. The, at the very least I agree and again you know and I do believe this if you have too many stipulations on the card it's going to water it down but you at least have to treat this WWE Championship rematch that it's got a, a big feel to it to I me mean, it doesn't I, feel that way it doesn't feel that way well a little bit doesn't feel that way but at the same time you uh you give all these stipulation matches to matches that don't necessarily need it. Why? Why do Ruby? Why do Ruby Riot and uh, Natalia need a tables match? They, uh, they they don't. It's literally because why, Ruby why, Riot made fun of her late father. That's wh it. Why do um? What we call? Why do Elias and Bobby Lashley need a ladder match with a guitar on it? Because Vince thinks that's a good idea. Ray and Randy in a chairs match makes sense. Yeah, sure, but only chair, because chairs Randy match, chairs matches are useless. Right, but only because you know Randy's on this complete, you know, heel like, you know, and there's assault nothing, on people. There's nothing wrong with a heel Randy Orton, but no, there's not. I think this is some we, of his best heel work in years. But haven't we seen this before? Like yes. ten years ago, we saw this Randy yeah. Orton and Rey Mysterio. Yes, but I do think this is some of his best heel work in years, and I, they're just taking advantage of the pay per view. So. Uh, it really comes down to the fact of, again, you don't want to have too many stipulations, but there's no need to have Ruby Riot and Natalia in a tables match. There's no need for a guitar, a ladder match with the guitar on top. Again, Randy and Ray makes sense to have a chairs match. You still don't need it. The WWE Championship and the Intercontinental Championship should have had some sort of stipulation. You could have easily gave the WWE Championship the tables match. You could have easily gave the Intercontinental title the ladder match after what we saw this past Monday. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there was a point, honestly, where they were in that TLC match, CJ. I forgot that Dean and Seth didn't have a stipulation because I just thought it was leading into the pay-per-view. I forgot mm -hmm. that it was a regular singles match for about a half hour. So, comes down to it. it the bottom line here is if you want the namesake to make sense. You got to give your biggest matches the stipulations, and I don't think they did that this year. No, they did not. They gave a lot of. I feel like they gave a lot of meaningless feuds the stipulations because they feel like they would need it more. But when you have so many meaningless feuds with stipulations, that's what's gonna happen. It just you just let them be. Honestly, you don't need. And that again, that's I hate gim these gimmick pay per views. I really do. 
I can't stand that there's a TLC every year. I can't stand that there's a Hell in a Cell every year. Other than Money in the Bank, which makes sense. Because now it's become a big five it's, pay-per-view. It's become now, it's it's roped in with the Royal Rumble, the Survivor Series, and WrestleMania, right. and SummerSlam, you know, and that's fine. That's all well and good. But at the same time, I can't stand seeing the Hell in a Cell and the Elimination Chamber and the TLC every single year where right. we, when we would have those matches. They were special. It, they, were, they were special and they were a culmination of a huge feud like Batista and Undertaker in a Hell in a Cell match. John Cena and Edge in a, in a TLC match. Edge, Undertaker in a TLC Ed, and a Hell in a Cell that same summer. Yes, exactly. You know, and Batista, Triple H in a Hell in a Cell. Triple H, Undertaker, end of an era, Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. You like, know, those were special. Those were, and I really feel like that's the last time we saw a a special a Hell in a Cell special Hell in a Cell match. And at that time, they were doing the Hell in a Cell gimmick pay-per-view. Right. Well, you could do it at TakeOver with Gargano and Ciampa. I'm not going to drop this. <laughs> it needs to happen. I don't think it will. It's not. But it has to happen, CJ. At some point, they got to do it, right? And I'm not saying these two. I'm just saying NXT Hell in a Cell. At some point, it's got to happen, right? Maybe, but we'll see. It's just that you're right. The, the Taker-Triple H Hell in a Cell match from WrestleMania 28 was the last Hell in a Cell match that felt really important with the feud and it felt and it built up properly. Now it's just like you have a WWE champion who let's say is who say you know was was AJ Styles and then you have Samoa Joe. That was their opportunity because the feud was building. The feud was it hot. It felt like it was building up to an to a Hell in a Cell match. No, you just had Roman and Braun in the main event because, you know, because we pride the Universal Championship more. Well, Roman and Braun made sense only because it was the main Cut. event for the Universal Championship, but Randy and Jeff didn't make sense. I, it kind of did. It kind of did. kind of. But, but, but when you're comparing Randy and Jeff, a just a regular grudge match versus Samoa Joe and AJ Styles for the WWE title in one of the hottest feuds in wrestling at the time, I'm sorry, that has to take priority. It has to. It does. Your two world titles should have been inside Hell in a Cell this year. I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. You're right. Well, you never know. Uh, but instead, you know, you get an AJ Styles victory at Hell in a Cell, which was beyond controversial, according to everybody that was involved in the show, uh, because they made that leading into Super Showdown, even though we knew the match was announced two weeks beforehand. The idea, though, that the WWE Championship at that time, one of the hottest feuds in wrestling, wasn't inside Hell in a Cell. You're right. These gimmick pay-per-views suck. At the end of the day, you know, yeah, they sound good on paper and they're all well and good and they have good intentions, but a card like we got on Sunday, and again, I'm not going to say the pay-per-view is going to be awful, but there's a lot of random matches put in there. It's underwhelming. It's underwhelming, exactly. It's very underwhelming. There's a lot of underwhelming matches with a lot of useless stipulations where you could have had AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan in a tables match, could have had Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose in a ladder match. You know, I understand why they're doing Corbin uh, Strowman in the TLC because there's a lot of importance in that match. I get it. Corbin did cost Strowman uh, the universal title, essentially. At Crown Jewel, yes. Yeah. And this was for, you know, if Corbin wins, he's the permanent GM. If Strowman wins, he's the number one contender. So there's a lot of importance in this match. Fine. Do the TLC match. That makes sense. Right. I get it. And then the women's, you know, first ever TLC match, all for it, of course. Those three are going to tear the house down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. No doubt. R- Rollins and Z- Ziggler. Rollins and Ambrose. We've seen that so many times. R- I get it. Rollins and Ambrose um, really could have used stipulation because the feud has been building up. It, it, it was almost completely ruined but you know Rollins wants his revenge from Dean Ambrose and Dean Ambrose just doesn't care about Roman Reigns or Seth Rollins anymore and he, he just wants the Intercontinental Championship that's another that's thing they keep, bringing, they keep bringing Roman Reigns' name up on Raw too that's, that's gonna keep that's gonna keep happening oh that's gonna happen until he's clear to come back there's no doubt uh, with the way Dean Ambrose's heel 
uh, character is going. It, it's going to happen until Roman comes back. At least his character has been redeemed a little bit. Just a little bit. Who is this, Dean or Roman? Dean. Okay. I'm just making sure we're talking about the same person. And yes, it has. Um, and that's because, you know, at first, when we mentioned this a few weeks ago, some of the promos about him saying that people smelled and stuff like that. Getting getting dumb. vaccination shots. Vaccination shot. That's dumb. His promo last week was a lot better. Saved it. Um, and then for him to just, when he was asked about Roman Reigns, just to be like, who cares? I'm like, okay, we're, we're getting some steam back. But still, I think that if we had a stipulation like a ladder match with Dean and Seth for the Intercontinental title, I think they really could have showed how far these two are willing to go to hurt one another. I don't think you're going to see that on Sunday. No, you're not. But again, you know, you never know what leads up into the Royal Rumble. You know, you never know what we might see in the Royal Rumble between these two. There's still hope for this feud to be very good. It starts on Sunday. These two need to tear the house down in a one-on-one singles match. Should have been a stipulation in there, but, you know, you work with what you got. And then you see what you can build on Raw. Whether that's Dean with the championship or Seth with the championship. All that and more. You see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, again, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but staying on SmackDown, I know we were going all over the place with, with the WWE Championship. But, you know, going into SmackDown, we have a we have a Jeff and Samoa Joe on Sunday. Did uh, we really? That was announced? I think so. I'll double check. But I, I thought I saw that on Twitter last night. So As far as I saw, like, Rusev and... Nakamura don't have a match on Sunday as we're recording this. Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy don't have a match as we're recording this. What's the pay- I type it in Hell of a I'm like, what's this pay-per-view on Sunday? <laughs> TLC. TLC. Again, too many gimmick pay-per-views. Exactly. I agree. Um, I'm not sure what uh, okay. that is at the moment. Okay, so this was posted uh, today. So first of all, uh, the Mix Max Challenge Final, R-Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Oh my God, one of them could be the number 30? It's got to be Carmella and R-Truth, right? Because oh, that, that would at least be entertaining for the Royal Rumble. Oh, jeez. Um, it, it just goes to show that no one cares about Mixed Max Challenge. I agree. And the number 30 spot's going to be useless in the Royal Rumble this year. Unless R-Truth somehow wins it, which would be very funny. It I, makes sense, but I'd die laughing. I'd stop watching that. <laughs> I swear, if R-Truth um, won the Royal Rumble, I'd stop watching. Um, Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. That'll be a pretty good match, probably mm. on the pre-show. Uh, Tables, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Triple Threat, Sheamus, Cesaro, the or Sheamus and Cesaro, the Usos, and a New Day that deserved the TLC match too. Um, the ladder match. The ladder match with Bobby La- Bobby Lashley and Elias. I'm having trouble reading today, people. Bear with me. Chairs match: Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor, Raw Women's Championship: Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, TLC, Braun and Baron Corbin. And then the women's TLC match as well. So, yes, as of right now, Jeff and Joe don't have a match at TLC. Wouldn't be surprised if it was announced And neither going do in. Rusev or Nakamura. And neither do Rusev and Shinsuke. And honestly, I probably read off about nine matches. I don't think they're going to put those in at this point. No. It seems very raw heavy. Yes, very raw heavy. Absolutely. So, but leading into with Jeff and, and Samoa Joe, and I'm talking about it, and we'll get to Shinsuke and uh, Rusev in a second. Whenever this one-on-one match happens, there's one person that needs to go over, and I'll give you a hint. It's Samoa Joe. It's a pretty big hint. It's a, it, Well, you would, th- <laughs> you would think. WWE needs a bigger hint. Um, not saying that, you know, the rivalry can't be great. Maybe if they trade wins off here or there, but Samoa Joe needs to win the rivalry to Samoa give him Joe some credibility. Look, he needs to look dominant. He needs to look dominant. He needs a win over a big name. Jeff Hardy is a big name. And that would really help out Samoa Joe. Yes. Because he needs it. Nakamura and Rusev. Um, um, it looks like Rusev's going to be the next challenger for the U.S. title, which is... Looks like Rusev is now a full-on face. Which is good because 
after, after the Rusev Day thing with Aiden English, uh, they've kind of done nothing. And then, you know, with uh, Nakamura, they've uh, he's been championed for several months now. and champion since, I believe, July. He won the title from Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And he's hardly done anything with it. And, you know, I'm not saying that that's all Vince's fault, obviously. Uh, but, you know, Shinsuke definitely deserves better with it. But as of right now... If he's one of your champions, you need to be on the show properly showed Yes, every and considering week. he's not, and unfortunately this sucks for Shinsuke, you got to get the belt off him. If you're not going to book him properly, then get the belt on somebody else. You're just you're wasting the time of you're wasting the talent of Shinsuke Nakamura, and you're wasting the, you're wasting and making it seem like your champ that championship yep. means nothing. When you compare that to the raw with the, the IC ch- title, the Intercontinental title with Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins is on Raw every single week. Seth Rollins is having a great match every single week. Right. Not that Seth Shinsuke doesn't have good matches every week on SmackDown, but he's not on SmackDown every week. Yep. And he's a freaking champion. You look at you know some of the pay per views like Hell in a Cell wasn't on the card. Crown Jewel wasn't on the card. Um, Pre show. Uh, of Crown Jewel. A pre-show, I'm sorry. Pre- but still, still, not on the still, main card. Not on the main card. You know, he needed a big win against Seth Rollins at Survivor Series. Didn't get it. So, at this point in time, you know, it sucks to say this because Shinsuke is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I truly believe that. But if you're not going to do anything with him, you have to get the championship on somebody else. Because you look back at what SmackDown was a year ago, you had guys like Kevin Owens holding the U.S. championship. Made it mean something. Chris Jericho made it mean something. Well, Roman Reigns... You know, he made it relevant, but that was on Raw. So I'm sticking straight on SmackDown. AJ Styles made it very relevant. AJ Styles won the title at a house show in Madison, Madison Square Garden. I was there for, and I lost my mind. I couldn't believe it. Like, w- w- the crowd there was just like, there's no way he won this. There's no way. And I'm like, oh my God, he won. And then there was an initial pop after he left because people thought, oh no, they're going to restart the match right. or, or something. And Shane McMahon or Daniel Bryan are going to come out. And no. AJ left behind the curtain, and then there was a pop of like, oh my god, this is real. He won the title. <laughs> he won the title. How are they going to address this on SmackDown? Like, what are they going to do? But It was you, great. You know, it was something along those lines, you know. Um, you know, Baron Corbin, he he had a, a decent run, but he was on SmackDown every week. You know, mm. Bobby Roode, decent run, SmackDown every week. Randy Orton, SmackDown every week. Jinder Mahal on SmackDown for five minutes before going to Raw. <laughs> um, you know, Jeff Hardy on SmackDown every week. Shinsuke. Yeah, we'll just keep not, it on the sidelines. Not so much. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. Uh, where do we go wrong here? And again, if you don't believe in Shinsuke as a champion, that's fine. Get the belt off him. At this point, it sucks. You know, there's a lot of blame to go around everywhere. It's not mostly Shinsuke's fault, but the best thing for him is to drop the belt to Rusev. I would think so. Or just do better work with Shinsuke if you want to keep the title on him. Yeah, honestly. Have him on TV every week. If you're not going to have him in a match... Have him do a promo. Have him do a backstage promo. Or have him do a promo with somebody. But then again, because he has a very thick Japanese accent, maybe that's why Vince doesn't want to give him so much promo time. Yeah. But you gave him plenty of promo time during the feud with AJ. Yeah. For, for the WWE title. I think that was more because he felt like he didn't have a choice. It was for the WWE Championship. Because he's like, well, we can kind of downgrade the US Championship. And that's no excuse either. But that that to me is what it's like. Obviously, he's not going to downgrade a buildup for the WWE Championship. And to give AJ and Shinsuke credit, you know, could have been a better rivalry. Great ending of the rivalry. Uh, some of the matches I thought could have ended a lot better. But, you know, their last matchup, what is I believe, Money in the Bank, the last man standing match, I thought was phenomenal. It was the best of all the matches. It was the best of all the matches. You know, you even look at except WrestleMania. Re- except Wrestle Kingdom 10. That's the best. Wrestle Kingdom 10 was their best. WrestleMania 34, they underperformed a little bit. was still a good match. Um, well, that's not necessarily their fault. It's, it's, I think it was just leading to that heel turn. Also, right. the crowd was very tired. 
yes. very tired at that point. Oh, definitely. You know, you look at, and then like oh, forget it when by the time it was time for Brock and Roman to come out, they were just ready to boo Roman Reigns out of the building. Um, Roman and Brock. Yeah. And then the only reason they popped at the end was because they didn't expect Brock to go over. Mm-hmm. So better work needs to be done with Shinsuke Nakamura because I think if it doesn't, he'll he might go back to New Japan. I think that's the best thing for him at this point. I really do. But he is like thirty-eight years old, thirty-nine. Yeah. But then again, Tanahashi's still there, and he's in his forties. Right. So before we go into the prediction, CJ, just kind of like a general opinion. Now, what are you expecting from TLC on Sunday? You know, anything huge? I'm not expecting much, honestly. A few title changes, but I'm not expecting anything really. Yeah, I'm really expecting, realistically, when it comes down to it, you know, a few title changes, you know, some of it can be a little bit interesting, but I I do think that some of these, you know, stupid matches that they just threw on there that could have been done on Raw or SmackDown, it Mm -hmm. easily could have been booked a lot better. So why don't we go into the predictions? We'll get this over with. Uh, TLC this Sunday, so we'll start here first with the Mixed Match Challenge Final, R-Truth and Carmella, Junior Mahal and Alicia Fox. Who do you got and why? I don't care about the next next challenge at all, but I'm just going to say uh, Dinner Mahal and Alicia Fox. I'll take R-Truth or Carmella to disagree with you. I think they can at least make the number 30 spots in both Royal Rumbles entertaining. Uh, for that ma- for that reason, I'll take R-Truth and Carmella to win the final. I just feel like it'll be something for Jenner Mahal, and then he'll go into the Royal Rumble, and then he'll just get eliminated right, right away. Yeah, exactly. Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. Who do you got and what? Buddy Murphy. They should still keep it. I think they should keep the title on him until Mania, and then Mustafa Ali should take it off of him. Not yeah. much to say about that. Yeah, I'm going to take Buddy Murphy as well. I think these two will have a great match. Obviously, we've seen great work from both of these guys, Cedric Alexander as well. The, their um, match at Super Showdown was, awesome. was probably my favorite. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think that... Buddy Murphy still has a little bit left with the championship. I'll take him to win on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The tables match Natalia versus Ruby Riot. Who do you got one? Um, it's a little harder to predict because they're really doing nothing with them with either one. It's easy to say that Natalia is the one to go with because the Riot Squad always loses. But I'm gonna take Ruby Riot on this. See what and just take a shot in the dark. I was thinking Ruby Riot, but I am going to take Natalia. There's a lot of bad blood in this rivalry, even though they haven't built it up well at all. You know, a lot of the mentioning of uh, the late um, of her late father and all that stuff. I do think it's going to be enough for Natalia to go over. And again, like you said, Riot Squad always loses. I'll take Natalia in this. I also match. feel like Ruby Riot could really use this match. She could, but like really you said, the they always lose. So I'll take Natalia. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship: Sheamus and Cesaro, The Bar, The Usos, and The New Day. I should have said that better. But The Bar, The Usos, and The New Day. Who do you got and why, CJ? Iron with the bar. I have them retained. I think these guys will probably... This is probably a match where people are not... They know that these guys will have a great match, but it's kind of being forgotten about in a way. So I'm going to say the bar will retain. For the reason that I do think that it is being forgotten about a little bit, I think they're going to stun the crowd with a title change. And for that being said, I'm going to take the Usos in the match. Okay. I definitely think that the Usos and the Bar could definitely set up a big rivalry heading into Royal Rumble and WrestleMania down the line. And like you said, I think this is a very underrated match that we're going to see on Sunday. I think it could end up being one of the better matches. Um, I think the New Day has a good showing. I, I really, realistically, I think everybody has a good showing. But I think they're going to stun the crowd a little bit. I think this could be a great opening match to get the crowd crowd fired up. I'll take the Usos to win the championships back on Sunday. Okay. Let's go with the, Jesus, the ladder match. Bobby Lashley versus Elias. Who do you got why? Can I say who cares again? Yes. Who cares? Uh, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley because he's big and sweaty and he's one of the big guys that Vince wants to, wants to push. That's it. Bobby Lashley. Next. Uh, chairs match. Randy Orton versus Rey Mysterio. Who do you got why? 
Ah, uh, Randy Orton. They're they're building him up to be a big heel player on SmackDown, and I really feel like Ray's only back to make the big money. Not that he's not happy to be back in WWE, but I really feel like you know he. I think he's kind of maybe on his retirement run pretty soon. Yeah, I'll take Randy Orton as well. Needs a big win against a big name, and they're both big names, obviously. And I'm not saying Randy Orton's like a rookie that needs a big name against somebody, but they're both legendary. They're both legendary, but they are building up Randy Orton. I've I've read a lot of stuff about him leading into WrestleMania about possible opponents. AJ's name has been thrown in there. You know, you've seen other names thrown in there as well. But I think they're building up something big for him going into WrestleMania. It'd be huge to get a win against Rey Mysterio leading into the Royal Rumble. I'll take Randy Orton to win on Sunday as well. Um, not that who cares. You just know who's going to win. Drew McIntyre versus Finn Balor. Who do you got and why? This one I'm actually a little different about because you want to say McIntyre. But I feel like at the same time, Finn Balor could get like a roll-up pin on him. But I'm going to go with my gut and not my my head and not my heart. And I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I'm going to say McIntyre as well. I think this has the opportunity to be one of the better matches on the card, believe me. Uh, we did debate this last week. There, I still believe in my heart there's a chance the Demon could show up last mm -hmm. minute. Um, if that happens, uh, it would be great. I still think the Demon will lose regardless, whether it's the Demon or it's Finn really? Balor. I do, and I think that would be bigger for Drew McIntyre if he beat the Demon Finn Balor. So it would be. But it would be, and I think it will be something leading into the Royal Rumble. Again, it, <laughs> if we're going right now, obviously, it's just promoted as Finn Balor, but we saw at SummerSlam he could just bring it out out of nowhere. Um, well, also, if we're going with my heart, my heart is also Drew McIntyre. I love both these guys, but right. I love Drew. I've said numerous times that I love Drew McIntyre, but I still think he's going to win. I think he's going to win regardless, and I think if the Demon were to show up and he beat the Demon, I think it would be much bigger for him leading into the Royal Rumble. he get a ton of heat. Exactly, but regardless, I will take Drew McIntyre on Sunday. Right. The Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. This one, you could say who cares if you want. Who do you got and why? Ronda. Yeah. Just, that's it. Plain just, and simple. Just, just, just Ronda. Then just, she's not going to lose for a long time. Exactly. She'll lose at Mania. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The WWE Intercontinental Championship match, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Ambrose. I feel like he's back. He's a heel. Um, I've loved most of his heel work recently, and that's not at any fault of his own. It's what they're making him do. Um, I think Dean Ambrose is going to be Intercontinental Champion. He's going to hold that title for a while. And uh, it's just, and it's also a thing to get the, t the belt off of Seth because I still think that he's going to face Lesnar at Mania for the title. Yeah. The Universal title. So I'll, I'll, take, Ambrose. I'll take Ambrose as well. It's time for him to start getting some real heat on this rivalry. I think it starts with him winning the Intercontinental Championship on Sunday. I think these two have the opportunity to really put together a great match. Obviously, they know each other better than anybody in the company would know either or of them. Um, Obviously, when the match was announced, you're thinking, all right, this is going to be a huge match, whatever. I still wish they had a stipulation, but you can make them go one-on-one. -on -one. They'll put together a It's still going to be excited. Exactly. I'll take Ambrose to win the Intercontinental title on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the WWE title. Who do you got? Daniel Bryan. Keep this title on him for a long time. Keep up this title on him forever because I love this new heel character. Daniel Bryan will be the champion going into WrestleMania. When he does win it at WrestleMania, I don't know. But, I again, you look at a rivalry like Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Again, two of, two of the best, in my opinion, technical wrestlers in the company. Two of the best wrestlers in the world. You put them together, it's always going to lead to a great match. Whether it's a face versus a face, a face versus a heel, heel versus heel, doesn't matter. It'll be one of the best matches in the night. I think Daniel Bryan cheats to win in the end uh, to set up what's going on with this heel going down the line. Daniel Bryan retains the championship. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, the TLC match. Braun Strowman wins, faces Lesnar at the Royal Rumble. Baron Corbin wins. He's the permanent GM of Raw. CJ, two parts on this. Does Braun Strowman show up 
And if he does, who wins the match and what? If Braun Strowman shows up, I think he shows up and he wins. If he does not show up, I think Bray Wyatt will come. But I think Baron Corbin will win. Okay. It's very... It, we, I know it can be like, oh, pick a thing, like, but it's very up in the air. It's very up in the air. But though, but that is what that is my prediction. But we if, can if try Strom, our best. <laughs> if Strowman shows up, I think Strowman will win. I think he'll face Lesnar at the Rumble. If Wyatt is his replacement, I think Baron Corbin will win, and he will become the permanent general manager. Of okay, uh, I'm with you on Bray Wyatt. If um, if Braun Strowman doesn't show up, Baron Corbin goes over. If Braun does show up, Baron Corbin still goes over, and here's why. This match is likely to main event the pay-per-view because that's WWE logic because you have the first ever women's TLC match that will probably be like... I think that will main event the pay-per-view. You think so? Yes. That'd be great. Uh, That'd be great. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's going to. So, my point. Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin is either likely to main event or Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley's matches will be done first. It's a TLC match and regardless of if Braun is there or not, he still has a very real injury that they are going to play on hard in mm-hmm. this match. I think McIntyre and Lashley get involved. I think Baron Corbin wins the TLC match because of that. So regardless of what happens, Baron Corbin is the permanent GM of Raw Sunday night, for, in my opinion. All right. And finally, the women's TLC match. Uh, Becky Lynch, the champion, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. Who do you got one? Uh, I've been going back and forth with this because I I thought that Oscar won the championship, but usually when someone uh, goes looks strong in the end of a go home segment, it mostly means that they're not going to win. So I'm gonna say for I'm gonna say Becky Lynch. I think Becky's gonna retain, and I think she will drop the title to Oscar at either the Royal Rumble or an episode of SmackDown. So that way you can further build her in to the, um, the, uh, the women's championship match with Ronda and Charlotte. I think that it needs to have a proper buildup for this triple threat match to happen at Mania. So I think she drops the belt to Asuka on Sunday. Okay. I think Asuka goes over in the TLC match. It's time for Asuka to finally look strong, win a championship. Um, you can easily have the rematch on SmackDown. You could easily have it at the Raw Rumble. But either or, I think both Becky and Charlotte will be in that Raw Rumble match. I'm not ready to predict who's going to win just yet, but I think both of them are going to lead into the triple threat against Ronda. But for that to start, I think you need to get this belt off Becky as soon as possible. Not saying she doesn't need to look strong in the process. I think Becky can still have a good character without the championship. You saw it in between SummerSlam and Hell in a Cell. She had a good character. I think it's time to also finally start building up Asuka as the proper champion. I'll take Asuka to win the TLC match on Sunday. Okay, those are our WWE predictions. Not bad. We were very different on this one. Very Very, different, and I like that. I like that we're different. It's good to be different. It's good to be different. Now moving on to Ring of Honor in New Japan. The better pay-per-view on Friday night. Uh, Final battle up on Friday. So um, we've been talking about final battle uh, for a little bit. but, But actually, before we even talk about final battle, you sent me the other night the... As of right now, the updated Wrestle Kingdom card. Yes. Uh, so I don't know. If it, you could start with that, but you know, I read them off the other day, uh, and I'm sorry I forgot to answer you because I was working all day. But I, right. I did read it, and my God, I'm excited for this. This is really good. So going up and down the card, uh, this will be in the pre-show. It says number one contender gauntlet match for the never open uh, wait six man tag team champions. They usually do a battle royal before the show actually starts. So I guess they're gonna do like a. Uh, again, gauntlet match with, with three guys in the ring coming in at once. I don't know what's going to happen there. So, 
I don't even know who to predict for that. You got Kota Ibushi versus Will Ospreay for the Never Openweight Championship. Kota Ibushi just recently winning that championship. A three-way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Suzuki-gun of Yushiobu Kanemaru and and El Desperado, the champions versus Rapongi 3K, Sho and Yo, versus Los Ingobernables, Ingobernables de Japón, Bushi and Shingo Taga, Tagji. Um, Tomohiro Ishii. for you for getting all that right. I, I love New Japan. I try, <laughs> try my best. Tomohiro Ishii versus Zack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship. That's from a different promotion, so it must right. be an indie thing. Uh, the G.O.D., Gorilla's Destiny, Bullet Club, Tomatonga, Tongaloa, the Heavyweight Tag Team Champions defending against Los Ingobernables de Japón, Sonata and Evil versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Ah. Cody defending the IWGP United States Championship against the former champion Juice Robinson. Kushida versus Ta- Taja Ishimori. That is uh, Bone Soldier, if you are unaware. It is the uh, singles match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. Taji Ishimori is also a Bullet Club. Kazuchika Okada versus Switchblade Jay White. Chris Jericho, the IWGP Intercontinental Champion, defending against Tetsa Unaito. I feel like we got that first match like a year ago. Not even. It was in the summertime. Yeah. And uh, again, Naito, the former champion. And then the main event, Kenny Omega, the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Versus Hiroshi, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, in the main event of the Tokyo Dome. Kenny Omega is going to be the first ever Gaijin to walk into Wrestle Kingdom as the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Wow. Overall, good card. Um, we'll great s- card. It's a great card. We'll see how it plays out when it actually, uh, when the event happens. What is this, January 4th, I believe? I think so. Yeah, it, it's January 4th every year. Um but yeah, overall, a great card. I'm excited to see it. You know, obviously, Cody and the Young Bucks there as well. Kenny Omega, of course, main eventing Wrestle Kingdom as the mm-hmm. champion. Marty Skrull and Hangman Page aren't on the show yet, but I feel like they could get him and another partner. Like, I feel like they could get Yujiro Takahashi or Chase Owens. Even though they're still technically in Bullet Club, they could get them and they could win the IWGP. Well, I don't know, IWGP. They never open with six-man tag titles. Mm-hmm. Or they'll just do it with, like, Bad Luck Fale and... Uh, a few other guys, maybe right. like uh, Gato and and Jado and Bullet Club, because um, I think those are vacant. I, I'm not exactly sure why, but I guess they're vacant. Who knows? Um, oh no, it's his number one contender. Yeah, it's number one contender. Oh, okay, then those titles aren't even being defended. So they're not, either they're not being defended, or they're not promoted to be defended just yet. Maybe it's just the cards so stacked they just couldn't fit them in, which is maybe. fine. Which is perfectly fine. Maybe, again, you don't want to have too much because yeah. then yeah, you don't want to have five hour WrestleMania and then have people leaving you know before the main event starts. True, but these New Japan shows can be so long, but you still feel so engaged watching them because they booked them right. Exactly. That's the problem. Like when I watched Dominion this past summer, I could not even. Think about watching Raw or SmackDown. Like Omega and Okada, week. that match, that was two out of three falls. How long did that go? 70 minutes? Yeah. Close to it? An hour and 10 minutes. And you were probably watching, and I watched the match. I was on I the was edge of my seat edge for of my 70 seat. minutes I in a two out of three falls match. That match, that was, in my opinion, their best match they ever had. At first, I thought it was their first match. They had a Wrestle Kingdom ele- uh, 10 or 11? It was 11. 11, yeah. But this one blew it out of the water. Dominion beat it. Kenny finally winning the IWGP World Title, and he's celebrating with the Young Bucks, and they won the heavyweight tag titles earlier in the night. So that, and according to Dave Meltzer, that's the best match that, that has ever happened. 
That's one man's opinion. If you agree, didn't he give that six stars? He gave that seven stars. Seven stars. He yeah. gave the first match six stars. He gave the second match six and a half stars. And then this match he was gave seven. Seven for the fourth, and then for the third, which was in the G1 climax last year, I believe he gave that six and a quarter. He gave. He's given a lot of. He gives New Japan. He breaks the scale, uh, the star ratings. Because with the star ratings, like obviously, it's like you, you know, the, for, put it this way: the last five star match on the main roster WWE to this day was CM Punk, John Cena, Money in the Bank, two thousand eleven. Am I correct? Yes. And okay. The last ones that WWE had were from NXT. Five yes. star was Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano at New Orleans. Yep. And then prior to that was Johnny Gargano and Cien, uh, Andrade Cien at Almas Philadelphia. at Philadelphia. Right. So the last one on the main roster was. Almost eight years ago. I'd say seven and a half years ago, right? New Japan, they know how to book their stars. They know how to let them just go out and be them and they wrestle. They just say, go out. Here's here's what we want in the story. Just go out and do it. Yep. As long, I, We don't care if it's in the beginning, if it's in the end, if it's in the middle. Go ahead, do your thing. Just make sure you hit these points and we're good. If you're sending Tetsuya Naito and Kenny Omega out there for a match and you say, Omega's going over, do what you want. Just have Omega go over. Yep. That's it. That's all they do. That's why their matches are so long, but at the same time, that's why it's like they... Here's the thing, too. With the two out of three falls match with Dominion, and again, we, we're not in the minds of, of Kenny Omega or Okada either, but they're probably thinking to themselves, okay, Kenny, you're going over. How long do we want to drag this out? And more importantly, the longer we go, will people still be engaged? Let's find out. It's amazing right? how they were able to just keep you on the edge of your seat the whole time. But that's the thing, too. If they're able to keep you on the edge of your seat the whole time, the match could go six hours and you'd still be watching it. It's not Wimbledon, for Christ's sakes. You know, it's <laughs> wrestling. Like, if you're able to keep them, and for the record, I watched that Wimbledon match in the summer, and it wasn't actually that bad. Uh, but anyway, but if you're able to keep people on the edge of their seat the entire time, you can go as long as you want. Mm -hmm. But if you are boring people halfway in, people are going to get disengaged. Those last three matches at Dominion, Will Ospreay versus... Uh, damn, I was just talking about him last week. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi. There we go. Uh, and then you had Jericho and Naito in the next match. And then Omega and Okada. Like, those three matches were the best matches yeah. on the card. And I remembered who the other guy was who got retired with the headbutt. It was Shibata. Right. He was the one who got who did the headbutt to Okada and and had to retire uh, because of a yeah. massive concussion. But you think about it. If, they, if they're able to just go out there and do their thing, again, you and, and it always leads me back to Okada and, um, and Omega at Dominion. The crowd's into it at this point, right? Let's say they're at the 30-minute mark. Oh, we can keep going. We're only at one fall. Let's keep going. And then they're at 50. And then they're at 60. And at some point, all right, I'm going to drop dead of a heart attack if we keep going. Let's let's wrap this up. But again, if they keep people on the edge of their seats, if they do the right things properly, they hit the right moves, they land properly, and more importantly, if the crowd is excited or engaged, guess what? They don't know how long it's been because they've lost track of time. They look at their phones and be like, oh my God, that match was 70 minutes long. I, and I didn't I, even notice. After I watched that match, I'm like, that's the match of the year. Yeah. That is the match of the year there's nothing that is coming close to that yes. there are a few things that you can put like the top five you, but that's number one you can put Gargano and Champa in there number one you could well Gargano Champa one in there you can put Gargano almost in there you know you can have a lot of matches it'll be top five no doubt it'll be top five but nothing's beating that 
<laughs> that Omega Okada match. No, absolutely not. Because again, you keep them engaged, they're gonna lose track of time. They're not even gonna notice. And then when they look down, they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, that was the longest match I've ever seen." And it went by in, in my opinion, in about 15 minutes. It felt like that. But leading into that, one thing that's going to suck is that Kenny Omega will not be at Ring of Honor final battle this weekend. Aww. But we have the rest of the elite guys in there. Yay! And I think we should move on to our predictions for the show. Yeah, so before we get into the predictions, you know, same thing as TLC. What are you most excited for? Uh, for final battle, what are you expecting? Obviously, there's a big main event with a lot of big implications on the I line. I am most excited for Christopher Daniels and Marty Skrull and the Ladders Warps match between SCU, the Young Bucks, and the Briscoe Brothers. I'd have to say those are the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, and uh, there's also, there's also obviously Cody and Jay Lethal are going to be great too. The card, like uh, like Wrestle Kingdom, is pretty stacked. Uh, I've never seen a Ladder Wars match live. I've seen a few. I've actually I've only I've seen one of them. It was the Motor City Machine Guns, the Addiction, and the Young Bucks from a couple of years ago. But this is gonna be insane. Right. Ladder Wars seems to be a specialty with the Young Bucks, and they're gonna go all out in what pretty much is probably gonna be their last match with Ring of Honor. Right. So why don't we get into that as well? And, you know, you just mentioned it, so we'll start it there. Christopher Daniels and Marty Skrull for the number one contendership. Who do you got in that match and why? I'm going to go with Marty Skrull. Um, again, he's still going to be contracted with Ring of Honor for a little while longer. I heard something recently. Apparently his deal ends in, like, the springtime or whatever, which is why he's advertised for the MSG show later right. this year. So Marty Skrull, I think he's going to go on. And you have to have at least one of the elite guys to win. Um kind of spoiling my other picks but anyway I think Marty Skrull is going to be Christopher Daniels and then Marty Skrull is going to be the next Ring of Honor World Champion yeah I agree and I think at this point Christopher Daniels is at the time of his career where he can put younger guys over as a bigger name mm -hmm. uh, at least in the independent scene of course so with that being said you know he won the tournament of course in the uh, Sea of Honor tournament um, over on the Jericho Cruise um I think he keeps the number one contendership, but just like you, I think some point down the line he'll be the next Ring of Honor champion. Mm -hmm. Let's go Flip Gordon versus Bully Wright in an I Quit match. Who do you got and why? I don't know. I was kind of going back and forth with this, but I'm going to say Flip Gordon. Yeah. I'm going to say Flip Gordon. It's going to be a while before he does it, but Bully Ray is going to finally eventually say I quit. That match could go 30, 40 minutes. It could. It could. But yeah, you know, Bully Ray retires at least once a year, so. Yeah, we thought he retired last year. Yeah, we thought we saw his last match. Yeah, we thought we did. Which was awesome. It was a good match. Until the botch at the end. Yeah, when they, the Briscoe tried doing the 3D and the table just didn't break. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I'm going to go with Flip Gordon. Yeah, I'm going to go with that as well. Again, I think it's one of those uh, where it's going to be, in my opinion, it could be one of the bloodiest matches of the night. There's no doubt in that. You put an ECW. Probably the most, one of the most violent. Yes, you put an ECW legend in there in an I Quit match in New York City. I mean, if we were in Philadelphia. Hammer, Hammerstein Ballroom. If we were in Philadelphia, it would be the only place I think they could do it worse in. Uh, yeah. And by worse, I mean more violent. Um, yeah. So I think it could be more of the violent matches of the night. But I think this match will put Flip Gordon at a, at a higher level. Um, sure. Definitely. I think at some point he makes Bully Ray quit and I think at that point he sets up for probably the best year of his entire career leading into 2019. So I'll take Flip Gordon as well. 2018's been a pretty good year for Flip too. Jonathan Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr. Who do you got one? Zack Sabre Jr. Um, he doesn't really do Ring of Honor shows at all. So uh, I'm Excited to see him live for the first time. Last year we saw Will Ospreay. Now we're going to see Zack Sabre. I'm just going to go with Zack Sabre because, honestly, I don't know too much about the other guy. Yeah, I'll take Zack Sabre Jr. as well. Just, again, don't know too much about the other guy. 
Again, needs a big win. He gets in on the biggest stage of Final Battle. Dalton Castle versus Matt Taven. Who do you got and why? I'm going with Matt Taven because Eve, I, it felt like they were going to do him and Jay Lethal at Final Battle, but again, with all the Elite guys' contracts coming up soon, they want to use them as much as they can to make as much mo most money off of them as much as they can. So I'm going to go with uh, Matt Taven because I think after this, he's going to be... Uh, He's going to be in line down the down the line for a Ring of Honor World Title shot. Okay, um, I'm going to agree with you on that as well. Uh, I'd love to say Dalton Castle. We were there when he won the title last year. It was awesome. Uh, but again, I think this sets up for Matt Taven going into 2019. This is what I love about pay-per-views at the end of the year. How do you set up somebody for a great? 2019, this is how you do it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I like pay-per-views at the end of the year. WWE doesn't follow that logic, but no. still. Uh, let's go to the four-corner survival match. This is for the Women of Honor Championship. Who do you got in this match and why? Uh, Madison Rain. Uh, I think... Uh, what's the Japanese girl's name? Sumi... Sumi Sakai? Sumi Sakai. Sumi Sakai, Madison Rain, Karen Q, and Kelly Klein. I think Madison Rain's going to win the title. Sumi Sakai has... She's the first ever Women, women of Honor... Uh, champion she's had it for a while i think it's time for her to drop the title and mm -hmm. putting it on someone like madison rain who's a pretty big name of the indies yes. uh, would help bring some i guess more eyes to the product something with madison rain i agree with that i'll take madison rain as well obviously a bigger name on the indie scene when it comes to the women's division she's done good work in ring of honor yet to win the championship at least you correct me if i'm wrong on that yet to win the championship there no Sumi uh, Sakai is the yes only one she's done. won uh countless of them in tna knockouts championships i think it's her time to finally make a name in Ring of Honor. Jeff Cobb versus... Oh, I'm sorry, you were saying something? I was going to say, please don't tell me we're going to be all the same at this. Ah, we'll figure out a way to be different. <laughs> Jeff Cobb versus Adam Hangman Page for the Ring of Honor TV Championship. Who do you got? Um, Jeff Cobb because, again, Hangman Page's contract is coming up soon. I'm going to take Hangman Page just to disagree with you. And also, I think it could be a good match. I do expect him... Um, to at least win the championship at Final Battle. You can make him drop it some other night. You can they have drop it at they Wrestle Kingdom. Ha they have TV tapings the following Saturday or Sunday. Right. He can easily drop them then. So he could probably just drop it back to him. Right. Then. I think this could be one of the better matches of the night, but I think Hangman Page is going to go over and, and win the championship. Okay. The Ladders Wars match. All right. So SCU, that's Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky, the Briscoes, and the Young Bucks. Who do you got? SCU! I'm going to have the champions retain. Uh, I would love to see the Young Bucks win the tag titles, but uh, again, just like Hangman Page, his contract is coming up soon. Uh, their contracts are coming up soon with Ring of Honor, and then they're going to have their, their time at Wrestle Kingdom to finish out with New Japan. But yeah, uh, SCU, Kazarian, and Sky, I think they're going to retain the tag titles. I'll take the Briscoes to win. Um, you know, I think, again, you know, with this type of match in New York City, I definitely think we're going to see the best out of all three of these tag teams. I think, you know... This match has the opportunity to go 50 minutes to an hour, I think. Um, but when it comes right down to it, you know, obviously, SCU, they've had a good reign as champions. Uh, the Young Bucks, you know, we don't know what their contract status is, so obviously you don't want to put the belts on them just to lose them down the line. Again, Hangman Page's situation is a little different. I'm going to take the Briscoes to win for that reason. All right. And finally, the main event for the Ring of Honor World title, Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes. Who do you got and why? Jay Lethal. The rematch, uh, by the way, of two years ago at Final Battle. Yeah, Cody's first match at Final Battle was against Jay Lethal. Uh, I, I, again, just like Hangman, just like the Bucks, his contract is coming up soon. He's announced this as his last match yes. at Ring of Honor. And promised to take the Ring of Honor Championship into free agency. Which is not going to happen. Right. Uh, Unless he, he were to re-sign right before the pay-per-view. Yeah. The whole CM Punk storyline. 
Yeah, but I just I just don't think uh, Cody's gonna win. I think they're just they're just putting Cody in the main event because again he's a huge name, and they they really want to try and take advantage of these guys before they leave uh, to do whatever it is that they're going to do, whether it's WWE or to go and start their own wrestling promotion. But I'm gonna take Jay Lethal to retain. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that as well. You know, when you look at a guy like Cody, obviously his future is very up in the air. Jay Lethal, obviously, still locked in to be in Ring of Honor for at least another couple of years. I don't see that changing anytime soon. You know, I'm not saying he has a lengthy reign as the Ring of Honor world champion, but, you know, at least after this, but we'll see what he does. But as of this Friday night, Jay Lethal retains the championship. Cody says farewell to everybody at the end to close the show. There's probably going to be a thank you chant for every single one of these guys' matches. Or they're all just going to come out at the end, and then they're just going to... You know, do the curtain call. Do, yeah, do a curtain call, everybody. Absolutely. So, either way, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a great show Friday night. I'm going to be very excited to be mm-hmm. there. All that stuff and more. Uh, so, that'll do it for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Uh, CG will be back next week. We'll review TLC. We'll review Final Battle. Yep. All that and more. We will recap Raw and SmackDown next week. We'll start really getting deep into Wrestle Kingdom. Our thoughts on all of that. As Royal well. Rumble will be happening after this. Royal Rumble lead up TLC. soon. Exactly. We'll do all that and more next week and the weeks to come on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. So for Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano, we'll see you next time.